your sports and your facial hair? Is that just a personal choice? It's a lifestyle change, not for everybody. Are you going There are two types of individuals in this world of the male persuasion, Christopher. There is the type that fully understands and appreciates how he looks with facial hair. And then there is the type that does not appreciate whether to what extent facial hair works for him. I have been in both categories <laughs> at times in my life. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, we have a Every little. Every kid that goes to a Catholic school that has a no facial hair policy immediately upon graduation grows a mustache. And for some, it works. For many, such as myself, it does not. That did not deter me from keeping it throughout the entire summer and into my first semester of college, which was a huge mistake. Eventually, one day, I realized this looks like crap, and it was gone. So, Arthur Smith, I trust you will eventually come to the same conclusion that I did some <laughs> I was 40 say, years ago. You gonna tell it him? doesn't work for you. <laughs> I it doesn't you work, Arthur. It. Shave that. Uh, shave that rat off your lip, Arthur. It doesn't work. Uh, I mean, listen, it, it's it's not. I don't think it's his greatest look. I'll say that. I'm, I'm going to say <laughs> when you when it, when I first saw a picture of this, I thought about something you brought up earlier this week. I mean, with that mustache right there and his look and everything, he looks like he could be part of like the Inglorious Bastards crew right there. I, I don't know why yes. that came to my mind. Right? It kind of looks like he'd fit right in with Brad Pitt and company. But uh, Arthur Smith is funny. Delivery's great. How he just is so can be so flatline. You know, I don't know if he's joking or likes you or doesn't like you. Sometimes, even when we see him at the combine, it's hard to tell. He's one of those guys. It would have been perfect if someone had complimented him on his mustache, and his response was, "Grazie." <laughs> Bongiorno. Bongiorno. One of the excellent scenes. One of the excellent scenes uh, in a movie. With I just laughed thinking about Brad Pitt trying to pretend that he actually speaks Italian through his Tennessee accent that he makes no bones about trying to hide. Okay, speaking of things about which people make no bones trying to hide. Yeah. And I know we've got a lot to get to today, as we do every day now that football is back. Yeah. But I am compelled to, to point out one thing. Okay. That is just a Astounding to me. Okay, most of my life has been spent with this vague notion popping up from time to time that UFOs exist and aliens are real. And it's always been this fringe cult thing that everybody laughs at. And the government has always had this, no, it's always a phenomenon that can be explained scientifically. It's a weather balloon. It's this. It's that downplaying it, denying it, and creating this notion that anyone who says otherwise is some sort of a kook who should not be given yeah. any credence whatsoever. What they That's been now. my entire life. Yeah. That's yeah. been my entire That's been So at some point in the past couple of years, that began to change, and nobody cares. Like, the government has been telling us, for the past two years or so, yeah, videos, yeah all that and stuff we lied about all those years right. is real. Right. And we're like, well, we got other stuff to worry about. And I mention that because yesterday there was a hearing on Capitol Hill. And I've watched plenty of these hearings over the years. Everything is so staunchly and divisively partisan now. 
that they devolve into name calling and what one side, why are we wasting congressional time with this? And the other side trying to get to the I bottom of why they're it. there. Yeah. When, when Roger Goodell appeared last year before the House Oversight Committee on the whole commanders thing, I rewatched it recently like a fool to to see whether or not he was asked one specific question. Oh, about the, the Gruden emails. I wanted to see if it ever came up, if he was specifically asked if he had leaked the Gruden email. So I wasted two and a half hours of my life with that on. And it was all fighting and bickering and partisan this and partisan that and Democrat, Republican. Yesterday, they had this hearing with three whistleblowers with federal government connections who were basically telling anyone who would listen This stuff is all real, and it's all happening, and the government is covering it up to this day. And the questioning was not bipartisan, or it was not partisan fighting. It was bipartisan. People trying to get to the truth here. And so I, I, you know, I turned on the news last night. There was no mention of it. It's a I watched crazy. a little bit of no mention. No. It's like, no, nobody's talking about it. I know. It's like, folks, they're telling us, they're telling us that aliens are visiting us from other planets. Regularly. And nobody right. cares. Right. right. Nobody cares. I know. I know. Unexplained aerial phenomenon. That's the new term, UAP instead of UFO. And there was a testimony yesterday of recovered spacecraft with non-human biological matter, i.e. aliens. Testimony at this end. Shouldn't that lead NBC Nightly News? I don't want to tell NBC News how to do their business. Damn. Shouldn't yeah. that be topic A? I think so. Testimony on Capitol Hill. We're not the from only a government ones whistleblower here. <laughs> yeah. That spacecraft yeah. have been recovered <laughs> with biological matter that is non-human. Yeah, that's insane. I didn't Chew know on that, that last part. With I your didn't breakfast. hear that. I did not hear that part. So that's even like that's. I soiled my pants it. when I saw that testimony. Literally. That's amazing. So where I, it's just. It's so we could just spend two hours talking about that. We could just play the whole hearing since no one else seems to care about this. I mean, this is big stuff, people. We are not alone. And anyone with, I think, any amount of common sense and self-awareness up to and including those who are self-aware about how they look with facial hair would understand in this vast, limitless universe, there's a pretty good chance there's other planets with life that isn't human. With intelligent life that isn't human. Obviously. And they may be more advanced than us. Uh, obviously. Based upon this testimony, yeah. somebody out there is more advanced than us. And we, we can't better hope it's from another planet. They're to us, so they it, win. It, it, better not, it better not be Russia and China with these things that can move and you know zip around and they're they're stationary in the air and then they just fly away i mean if we don't have it and they do we're screwed definitely so anyway they're more advanced anyway welcome aliens welcome Welcome. We come in peace, welcome and we hope to you do planet. as well. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to our planet that we're ruining on a daily basis. Welcome here, welcome, yeah, welcome. That's probably why they're here. They're trying to save us. I mean, since we're ruining to things. serve man, yeah, right. Please. It's a cookbook. You, you see that on the bottom right. there? I like that breaking news right there. You should put that on PFT today. You yeah. should put that on there. Yeah. Oh, I will. Uh, I so I'm going to watch some of that. I, I, I really just, am because that's oh, something that interests me. That's right I, down the lines of you know JFK and you know Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, they're telling us the truth about that one too. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So, yes, this is right up my right up my alley. I, tomorrow, I got a day off. Three day weekend starts. 
in the morning, that's what I'm going to definitely like decipher through a little of that hearing and, and kind of, you know, dig through it because you're right. I think it is amazing. And, and, and my wife and I have had a few conversations about how everybody just is like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a video of a, you know, a flying ball. That's way faster than our fastest jets, our jet. And we can't even keep up with it and nobody cares. So it is kind of crazy. Uh, so that, that's cool. All right. Let, let me just say this. Yeah, say let me say this. In yeah. the event that they decide to make their invasion next week when we are together in Canton, let me just say this, aliens. Right. I'm 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 old and kind of gamey. I'm not going to be very oh, tasty. Yeah. Chris is much younger and more succulent. Uh, Please eat him. Nah, I'm full. I'm full <laughs> of poisons and things. You don't want to. You don't want me, alien guy. You don't want me. I'm full of marijuana and, 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 and liquor. You, you, I'm not good. <laughs> and, and and if you're and if you're looking for a trophy to mount on the wall, look, he's got a nice new haircut. <laughs> yeah, he'll look so much better mounted over your fireplace than me. <laughs> yeah, yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah, you did say one thing right there. You know, you're old, and they might not want you. You're right. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank right, you. I, here's if a, it saves me from being eaten by the aliens, I'll take, take it. it. Okay. All right, you'll take it. All right. Um, here's the other thing. I want to hit on this. I went to the Yankees game last night. I told you that a lot of fun playing the. Mets it's always a great time when it's Yankees Mets right because there's you know 50,000 fans in the stadium and maybe 10 or 12 of them are Mets fans right and you know you like to razz them and get on them I tell them not to get too comfortable and then I you know I like to give it to them a little bit but here's the cool thing I'm sitting there and you know I got there a little early a few minutes go by and Tiki Barber ends up sitting right by us, right? So he ends up right next to my Are you sure it was Tiki and not Rondé? Well, it was. I mean, I'm going to see Rondé next week at the Hall of Fame and, of course, going to be there for his festivities and the the ceremony and and the enshrinement and all that. So I'm really excited and going to see Tiki there. But uh, cool to see him, cool to be there. But here's the, the, the tidbit. You know, we got into, I was like, Tiki, the running back thing. What do you think, you know? And here was his two cents, which is along the lines of what I and you have been saying. But I think he is, he is in favor of making running back contracts totally incentive-based, like totally incentive-based, where you get a baseline salary, but then you go from there and there's some calculated formula that the NFL, the NFL PA agree on to where, yeah, second year running back who's only making $800,000 who now ran for 1,700 yards and 18 touchdowns and, you know, 18 touchdowns and caught a bunch of passes. Now you can gain, you know, another four, five, six million dollars because of those stats. I, I thought, you know, that was pretty good. I feel like it's somewhat realistic and something that could be somewhat of an easy fix for the NFL PA and the NFL. So that's wow. my two cents wow. about my last night, which was a lot of fun. Don't tell Jim Irsay that. Now, I tried to make it clear I wanted it in the outline for today. I don't see it, Pete, but Irsay throwing it's there. It's gasoline later. on the – oh, it is later in the show. It, it Sorry, is. Pete, I missed it. <laughs> No, no, we'll, we'll put a pin in it until later. Yeah. Jim Irsay had some things to say that will not make that any better, but I'm glad to know that Tiki, who played running back That's in the right. NFL right. at a fairly high level, Very. holding the ball high and tight once he learned how not to fumble it, thanks to Tom Coughlin, that 
opinion, I think I welcome it because it meshes with ours. Yeah. Isn't that the way it goes? Right. I don't want to hear your opinion if it contradicts mine. But if you are on <laughs> yeah, board right. with us, welcome into the tent. <laughs> yeah. Please, please leave us some space as we hide under the desk from the aliens that will eventually be arriving. All right. Aaron Rodgers, who looks a little bit in his Jets uniform like the alien known as the Great Gazoo, <laughs> not only, as first reported at ProFootballTalk.com late Tuesday night, agreed to a new deal with the Jets, he agreed to a pay cut. Now, I had been hearing this for weeks. There was concern within his camp, among his representation, if you will, that he was going to take less because they get paid a percentage <laughs> paid of what less. he gets paid. <laughs> and they did not like the idea of Aaron Rodgers taking a penny less than the $108 million plus he was due to make over the next two years. Not only did he take less, he took a lot less. A he lot. took a staggering amount less, 31% less. $33.7 million is the pay cut. He'll make $75 million over the next two years. And when the next two years come and go, no tags for Aaron Rodgers, which sets the stage for him to go anywhere he wants, including Minnesota, if he wants to continue the Brett Favre career oh. arc after the 2024 season. So $33.7 million. Now, Here's Aaron Rodgers from yesterday when he's asked this specific question. Before he would divulge and before the numbers were reported, he was asked, did he, did he intend to play multiple more years for the Jets when he arrived, or did something change once he got to New York? Definitely some of it is uh, how much fun I'm, in, I'm having. It's all about the body, how the body feels. The team gave up uh, significant uh, pieces. For it just to be a one-year deal, um, I'm aware of that. I think there was, uh, you know, an awareness of that. Uh, now, again, anything can happen with my body or with the success we have this year. But I'm having a blast, so I don't really see this as a one-year and done thing. Well, I know now that the contract is redone, he makes about thirty. Yeah, seven point three million this year. He makes yeah. the buck. It's I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's seventy five, and it's a little more than thirty five this year, and it's the rest of it next year. It's about gotcha. thirty eight next year. So okay. it's structured in a way that it looks like he's going to play both years. But but Chris, look, and 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 all the Chiefs fans who get mad at me for saying Patrick Mahomes should insist on more money are like, what are you going to what are you going to say now about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? Well, I'm going to say this: all he's really doing is a thirty three point seven million dollar favor for Woody Johnson. The Big Pharma heir. At a time when Aaron Rodgers has said he thinks Big Pharma is out to get him and getting us in the media to vilify him. That they're, they're telling us what to do. That they're engaged in alien-type mind control over us to get us to say bad things about Aaron Rodgers. That's who he's doing the favor for because uh, let's be realistic about it. If Aaron Rodgers is staying with the Jets for two years... They don't need his $33.7 million in cash and cap space to have a competitive team. They can kick the can through 2025, 26, 27. They can structure deals so they pay for it later. He is doing them a favor on managing the cap in future years. Yes. And he's doing Woody Johnson a $33.7 million solid because they traded for Aaron Rodgers, assuming they were going to pay him $108.7 million. Oh, no, no, no. They're, they're going to pay him. Seventy-five million. So, look, I, I, I think that, I, I look, it's, it's his business. Yeah. But it's a lot to give up. 
to suck up to the team, to suck up to the fan base, and to give a middle finger to the Green Bay Packers. And that's what I think the motivation was. Well, I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah, it, you know, we talked about this in the spring. It's a great gesture. I mean, it's something that, yeah, it, it's, it's going to win over the fan base 100%. I mean, people are, it's every day Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers talk, Aaron Rodgers up here right now. I mean, it's nonstop anywhere you go. So now you do this on top of it. Yeah, it shows that, you know, there's a commitment and, you know, he is liking his football team. He does want the fan base to get on his side. You know, to your to to what you were saying too, Mike, you know, he 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 get, they gave up a lot to get him. I think he recognizes that. And then I also think, you know, on top of that with 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 what they gave him, you're right. I mean, it helps their salary cap, okay? And they dra- they gave away some key assets to get him. All right, so now this does give them a little bit more playing room here in the next two years, if he is there for both years, for a little bit more wiggle room for, oh, hey, we want to sign a big free agent next year that maybe we couldn't have got if we didn't have your extra $30 million or whatever. You know, so yeah, I look at it like that. I know it's yes, at the end of the day, Woody Johnson, he's he's the one winning here. But I think Aaron Rodgers is looking at it like, I'll do it if it means I'm happy, I'm perceived the right way, I can rally the team and the fan base around that, and you know, then win some football games on top of that. That's gonna be his quickest way to becoming a New York sports legend right here. And you know, I'll give him credit for that. I really will. I'll give him credit for trying to make this work and trying to do it the right way way uh as far as you know making himself comfortable and making the team feel comfortable at all the all the things that go along in this scenario and if it works chris he'll make some of that money back maybe a lot of that money back with endorsement deals and other opportunities in the greater new york area and beyond and because he's never been a he's never been a guy that's had a lot of endorsements Given that he's been one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL for the past decade plus, you see Peyton Manning everywhere. You still see Peyton Manning everywhere. You see Tom Brady all over the place. All we ever really saw Aaron Rodgers was the State Farm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. For the Where most else part. have we seen Aaron Rodgers? Some yeah. regional stuff, and they severed ties with him. There was some health system in Wisconsin that kicked him to the curb when he went anti-vax a couple of years ago. They couldn't continue that relationship. And nationally, it's just been State Farm. Now, now I have to do justice to my status as one of the top five conspiracy theorists in the National Football League. And I happen to be wearing today the same shirt I was wearing when Howie Roseman said, you look like a guy who lost weight and is too cheap to buy new clothes. Right. So in honor of Howie and the title that he gave me, let me just try to piece something together here that could be actually what is going on. And it's something to remember three, four, five, six years from now, assuming, number one, I'm still alive, and number two, the aliens haven't taken over. I was told Tuesday night, just about the same time I was told that the deal was done, which ended up being absolutely accurate, as we learned yesterday. Aaron Rodgers was trying to get some equity in the team as part of these negotiations. Last week, the NFL slammed the door on any current players or employees of teams getting equity in the franchise. Well... I, for one, will not be surprised if at some point after Aaron Rodgers retires, after having a great situation, a great relationship, a great experience with the New York Jets, regardless of how it goes on the field, 
Everything's great. I love it here. As much as I hated it in Green Bay in the latter years of my career there, I love it here. And he becomes friends with Woody Johnson. And the big pharma heir and the big pharma pariah come together, and they walk arm in arm. And, oh, lo and behold, Woody Johnson offers to sell Aaron Rodgers a piece of the New York Jets. And the appreciation in value of the piece of the Jets that Aaron Rodgers purchases more than makes up for that $33.7 million. Write it down. It's going to take time, but I think that's where it's heading. Wow! Eventually, we'll see Aaron Rodgers owning a piece of the New York Jets. Oh well, that that would you know that would be shocking. I, you know, especially for for what we're saying or you know what we think we're going to see one or two years commitment, and then you're going to get a a piece of the team. Now, listen, everything else I can see. You know, I can see Aaron Rodgers years down five, six, you. seven okay. years down the road. All right. Long, I mean, we are we have goldfish brains. We will have long forgotten any of this stuff, and we will long cease to have cared about it. I'm just saying, six, seven years from now, I, don't be surprised if when Aaron Rodgers retires, he does what Tom Brady's trying to do with the Raiders, just going to buy a little piece of the team. No yeah. big deal, just buying a little piece of the team. Yeah, I, I mean, no, listen, I, I, I hear you there. You know, whether it, it, it happens with this football team or not, you know, that's, I think, the interesting thing, just to, to have that type of relationship after one or two years. But you're right, Brady and the Raiders have no relationship, and that happened. I could certainly see, to your point, like Aaron Rodgers, who looks like he's embracing the New York life, right? And, you know, and, and seems like he wants to get out there and be a little bit more social, and if that's what you want to do, then New York's the place for you. And yes, you said it. I mean, you're a different star when you're a star in New York. Yeah, the endorsements come at a higher rate, right? Saquon Barkley is more popular because he's a New York star than he would be if he was stuck in middle America. There's real truth to that, let alone there's business that goes on in New York that you can get little, yeah, like you were saying, local deals. Oh, hey, Goldman Sachs wants you to come and talk to their, their, uh, their, all their Wall Street employees, you know, twice this year. Boom, here's a million dollars. I mean, that's the kind of crap that can go on with the big time sports athletes here in the New York area where they can make up money for you know, giving up money to the team. But uh, I, I, I hear you there. And then he becomes an ambassador between the city and the New York, you know, New York Jets. I, I'm, you know, I, I can get my head around that. I can, Mike. I don't think it's the craziest conspiracy theory you've ever thrown out there. Well, it's something that will take time to come to fruition. Before then, there's football to be played both this year and presumably next year. And who knows? Maybe beyond next year but, if yeah. things work out. But I do want to say this one Rogers. thing definitively here. I do. Uh, because, you, you know, wait, listen, we've ragged on Rodgers a little bit for, you know, you know uh, uh, immunized in some of the things he's done. We certainly have defended him a You mean ton. lying about? Well, yeah. Uh, you yeah. mean lying about not being him. vaccinated? Yeah, you mean we that? Gave it Playing to him. word games like a child? Right. That? We didn't hold back. Yeah. We didn't hold back. I know that. But also, listen, Green Bay acted like a child, too. Let's not forget about that. Mark Murphy okay. and them, they said a lot of cryptic bull crap that was childish. So they can say what they want to. But the, the thing I want to say really is that this is the guy, you know, we got to give him credit. Do you know what? Do you remember anybody doing this ever in the history of football? Like this significant amount of money? This is the guy that's supposed to be selfish and blah, blah, blah. That this is what the sports world has painted him as. And I don't think that's fair to him totally. I know there's some of that, sure. But 
here to make you know this type of sacrifice for your team. I don't care how much money you have, like you always say. I, I don't. I don't. Again, yeah. I don't like. I don't like it. You no. act like you like it. The well, guy's entitled to his money. Well, I, I don't know like it, is, now, but I'm giving Chris, him credit. It's for entirely not, possible. I know. Okay. Okay. You're, you're, you're taking the cheese. Okay. Let's Fine. say it's possible, right? That when he did his latest contract with the Packers at a time when he had done two straight. MVP awards. Right. And he had all the leverage and all the bargaining power as the Packers were trying to make this guy happy who had been a back-to-back league MVP. What if he deliberately put his thumb on the scale knowing that it would be easier to convince the Packers to trade him if they knew they were escaping this massive financial obligation that he never really wanted in the first place. He just wanted to have wanted such power. a big cash and cap obligation that they would move him if he wanted to be moved. And he always intended, as part of my effort to ingratiate myself to a new city, wherever it may be, I'm going to make this massive reduction in my pay in order to further become the good guy there and to further upset and rankle the folks in Green Bay. Not the fans, the front office. So, look, if we're going to give him credit for being this super genius, we have to take into account the possibility that everything he does is strategic and he doesn't just pull plans out of the air. That maybe this is something that he planned the moment that he said to Green Bay, I want this $50 million plus commitment, knowing that He's eventually going to get traded somewhere else. He's going to take a lot less, and he's going to be a hero on the way in the door. Right. And well, guys like you are going to be praising him for this selfless exercise that I really do think is kind of dumb. He doesn't need to do it unless he's got a plan as part of it to buy a piece of the team on the back end and make his $33.7 million back that right. way as the piece of the team just, appreciates. For once, just give it credit. Don't give it a conspiracy down four I'm, years down the I'm, road again or three years back now. Okay. Now we're going backwards We just in time. talked about okay. – We just talked about no. how they lied to us about JFK. They lied to us about the aliens, and you're just willing to take anything you see at face value. No, you know I'm not. I no, no. but there's your you're like you don't always have to go. Ooh, I think he was playing an angle three years ago, and this is what I do. Now, I have to. No, I but, must. Okay, it is in my DNA. I, I, we know it's in. It your is in DNA. my fully human. I don't think he's that smart. Fully human, non-alien DNA. Because when like Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay and gets twenty five million dollars, everybody's like it's amazing. And when Tom Brady takes a pay cut for New England, every oh. Oh, he's so selfless. Nobody this said is great. That. Well, said that. that's how he built the team. Twenty-five million was it wasn't twenty-five million was close to market value in twenty twenty. It wasn't it wasn't a ridiculously low amount. In yeah, I mean it was like thirteen or fourteen million dollars less than like what Rogers was making at that time. And some of those guys, it was serious. He was making but, but two they, million less for, than Jimmy Garoppolo. How was? Do you think that's a bargain or not? Okay. Yeah, that's a bargain. Well, right. All right, but Drew then, Brees did the same thing. Remember at the time we said Philip Rivers was getting 25, Drew Brees was getting 25, and Tom Brady was getting 25. Philip Rivers should be wearing a ski mask. Well, I remember yeah. saying that. Well, yeah, no, I know, because Brady was going low. Everybody was like, whoa. And we know New Orleans started flirting with Brady because they were afraid that well, Drew was going to ask for more. And if he was going to ask for more, they were going to call Tommy up because they knew he'll take it for 25. You and I both know that. We've heard that from a lot of people. So that's where I talking about. I'm just saying – all I'm saying is, let's just praise the guy for doing this. I don't. We don't have to always look for that. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's still a good gesture. Oh, Aaron Rodgers! It does help out their you football team. You gave up thirty-three point seven million dollars. Yeah, you committed the most selfless act in the history of professional or amateur sports. We are not worthy. Well, is that better? Yeah, I like that better. Good. Put that on a clip. Right, Put good. it on your all Twitter right. page. All right. All right. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile. 
you need to have some guys in place to protect O'Aaron Rodgers yeah. as his little skinny button legs are running around. <laughs> That's now that true. he's down to whatever he <laughs> yeah. weighs, he need to protect him against getting crushed by defensive linemen. Makai Becton. I feel bad for Makai oh, Becton. Me too. He can't stay healthy. Uh. He's now day to day with a knee injury. They were hoping that they would have him on on what and he he intended like going back to left tackle and Dwayne Brown doesn't want to give up left tackle and Becton doesn't want to play right tackle and and Robert Sala's attitude was essentially and I'm paraphrasing but it's kind of like let's just see what you can do first and you know you got to stay healthy before yeah. we even get to the conversation about whether you're playing left side or right side and it's a shame that already you've got Becton banged up yeah it's a shame it is because the Jets at full strength if they could be healthy with all the right people in their offensive line I think the offensive line could be top-notch you know I'm not saying top two or three in football but certainly top tennis in football when you break it down now I think you look at it I'm still not concerned either even without Makai Becton the Jets really like Max Mitchell the guy you see in the bottom of the screen I think they're totally comfortable with Dwayne Brown at left tackle Lakin Tomlinson still a good guard right Elijah Vera Tucker when he's been healthy, looks like he's an all-pro, Pro Bowl caliber type of guard. And then they just drafted Joe Tipman, and if he's not ready to go, they got Connor McGovern. So they got, you know, a little depth and versatility here. But, yeah, to have Makai Becton would be icing on the cake. Dwayne Brown's up there in years, right? So you worry about can he stay healthy and do all that. That's where you want Makai Becton. And, like you said, he's extremely talented. He's a freak of nature. He really is, but he's on this down slope of, you know, like we see sometimes, Mike. One injury becomes another injury, becomes another injury, and it's just unfortunate, and I feel for the guy. I really do. First-round pick back during the pandemic draft of 2020, a very large mm. man who has yet to fully or even come close to fulfilling his potential at the NFL level. Aaron Rodgers left Green Bay, as we know, and as we've discussed, Jordan Love taking over as the starter this year. Let's pivot to the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love yesterday meeting with reporters for the first time in camp, and he was asked whether or not Aaron Rodgers has given him any advice as it relates to his first training camp as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Aaron reached out to me last night, and that's exactly what he said. Yeah, he said, just be yourself, have fun, enjoy it. Um, you know, it's obviously my time now, and he just said, you know, be yourself. And, I mean, that's all you can do, you know. That's kind of been the message from everybody is, you know, be yourself. Don't try and be anybody else. Don't try to be Aaron, things like that. Just be yourself, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. And I think that's important. It's good advice. And, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers wishes yeah. anything bad for his former teammates. Agreed. He did the Packers a favor on the way out the door, totally. reducing – moving his option bonus, reducing the cap charge. So it's not like he's trying to burn the house down on his way out. He's just trying to move into a better house and make sure the Packers can see it from across the street. Yeah, that's but right. he's not trying to make things worse in Green Bay. And, you know, I, I think there's there's a, a certain pride you can take if there would be an unbroken chain from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, if Love ends up being the next great Packers quarterback. And, and uh yeah, and, and hey, if Rogers if Rogers is playing two years, 
they're playing the Packers potentially in 2024, depending upon where the two teams land in their respective divisions. But it could be Jets at Packers again next year, just two years after it was Jets at Packers as part of the regular rotation. So we could be seeing Rodgers versus Love, but Rodgers willing to give Love. Very simple, but I think very important advice. Don't try to be me, just be yourself. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's great advice. And yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think... You know, I think Rodgers wants to see his ex-teammates and that team succeed. I don't think he wants them to see him go to the Super Bowl or do anything like that. But, like, I'm with you. I think there would be a point of pride from him if he saw them get in the playoffs or Jordan Love played really well. To your point, like, yeah, the passing of the baton a little bit, and he was part of that passing. And as we've always said, you know, R- Rodgers, like you just said, I mean, he's he's extremely smart. And I, I think he's very sensitive to, to – you know, what you've always pointed out, and we've said it many times, how we feel bad for Jordan Love. The situation he got drafted into is, is you know, one of the worst we've seen in recent history and what he's had to deal with and not being able to develop and always knowing, like, oh, wait, I'm here in the spring, but this guy's going to be coming back, and then he's going to be the man. So, um, yeah, good advice by Aaron Rodgers, and that's all Jordan Love can do at this point. He's got to be himself. Just be Jordan Love. They'll The locker room will sense if you're trying to be Fugazi or not be your guy and I get the sense in the locker room that everybody likes Jordan Love when you read things because he doesn't try to be fake or anything different than what he is and and guys will always respect that it's a shame Brad Pitt didn't have to use the word Fugazi as Lieutenant Aldo <laughs> Reigns and, and Glorious that's 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 Jersey Grazie. Italian it ain't real Italian yeah it's Northeast Italian I don't know is it I think it I is it not know. Italian I don't know I just I assume it's Italian right. now I'm gonna have to look it up and see whether or not Fugazi is really an Italian word and I won't have to look it up because I'll have 15 emails by the time this segment is over telling me whether it is or isn't an actual Italian term so thank you Florio at ProFootballTalk.com is Fugazi an actual Italian term uh, or is it about it Fugazi all right Uh, Matt LaFleur, the guy who is entering year five as head coach of the Green Bay Packers after four years with Aaron Rodgers, 13 wins each of his first three seasons, now has Jordan Love as his quarterback. LaFleur recently explaining to reporters what he would like to see from Jordan Love in his first year as the starting quarterback. Certainly you want to give him every opportunity. You you can't give him enough reps. And so... um, but just making those incremental improvements and becoming more consistent on a daily basis. And, uh, but I'm really excited, and he's definitely uh, has complete command of our offense. There's no doubt about it. He, he's put the work in. He knows the ins and outs, and um, it's, now it's going to apply that in a real situation. Likely to play him a significant amount in the preseason? Potentially. Like I said, it's going to be fluid and we'll adjust accordingly. So, uh, look, they need to get him ready. They need to get him to the point where the game slows down for him. And remember, Aaron Rodgers sat three years. Jordan Love sat three years. Aaron Rodgers, his first year, was not Aaron Rodgers. That's right. It takes time yeah you need to have some patience you need to let the guy learn the game become more comfortable and and also work his way out of the shadow of his predecessor Aaron Rodgers worked his way out of Brett Favre's shadow Jordan Love needs to work his way out of Aaron Rodgers shadow so these are all factors and that's why I think that we should be very measured in our expectations for the Packers this year I still think they can be better than people realize yeah but we can't just expect Jordan Love to step right in and be great 
there are going to be some bumps and bruises along the way, and it's going to take some time for him to become whatever the best version of Jordan Love is going to be. Yeah, that's right. You know, I'm 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 excited for him. You know, one, yeah, I'm sure he's going to play a little bit more than most starters in the preseason. Yes, but I don't think they're going to overdo it. You know, you got to, you know, he's he's still their starter and their guy, and they don't want to risk that. Right. But yeah, they got to find the formula and, and what works for Jordan Love in this offense and, and how are they going to make their stamp as far as what it's going to look like. That's what I'm kind of excited. Right. I mean, Rodgers, we know all time great and he can cover up a lot of holes when he's really playing his best football. But we also saw, and you've heard me say, and we've broken down a lot of plays where, yeah, the last two years, it's become a little conservative, and it's a lot of dink and dunk, and ooh, let me get it out quick, and let's just go to second and six, so we'll get to third and two, and then I'll get a four-yard completion, and we'll go from there. That's where I I think this offense, in some ways, Mike, is going to be more exciting than what we saw from the Green Bay Packers the last few years. I think there's a chance there. You know, and, you know, like you've been saying all along, this team is good. They they underperformed last year. They had a lot of crap going on that I think distracted them. The D has got a ton of talent. You know, we see that, and they underperformed, and they were still, what, the number 10 defense in football or 11? They'll be better. They're going to run the ball. We know that. They got a good old line in those running backs. And here's where I think it could be cool, Mike. I think... You know, for a guy like Jordan Love, I think you're going to see run the ball, run the ball, play action. Whoa, there goes Dabbs and Watson down the field, and we're going to take shots. It's not going to be dink and dunk. It's going to be, let's look for a 25-yard gain right here when you drop back to pass. And I think that's a good formula for Jordan Love, and I think it could be exciting football to watch when, when Green Bay kind of gets going and finally figures it all out. And again, they're in the NFC North, which is wide open. The NFC, other than the 49ers and the Eagles – up for grabs as to who makes it to the playoffs. I won't be surprised if the Packers make it. It's going to be difficult this year when it's time for us to make our perfunctory because this is what we do. We're supposed to know what's going to happen. Playoff predictions. AFC, who the hell knows because they're all so good. NFC, who the hell knows because most of them are not so good. And somebody's got to rise up and get the playoff berths. And Chris, I've been thinking for weeks now. I may I may put the Packers in as a wild card team or maybe even as a division champion. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they're they're in that thought process for me as well. Definitely. But like to your point, with all that you just said there and all that, I can promise you I'm gonna have the Eagles and the Chiefs in the AFC and NFC championship game. Now it's just gonna be who are they gonna be playing. Uh, that 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 I can promise you I'm going with there. But yeah, it's uh it'll be interesting to see. Green Bay has the pieces to be one of those teams that jumps on the scene to where we go, ooh, you know, they might not be the 49ers roster or the Eagles roster, but we can sit there and go, ooh, man, you know, you break them down, and if they can stay healthy and have a Rashawn Gary back looking the way he's supposed to in the two first-round picks from Georgia last year, it's another year from them, and Kenny Clark and Preston Smith is still there. Their cornerback duo and Jair Alexander and Stokes, it's arguably some of the best in football there. The middle linebacker plays good. The O-line, the tight ends, the receivers, the running back. When you start to break down the Packers, you start to go, their roster really is probably still the best in the NFC North. For my money, I think in totality, I think it is. But we'll see. You know, there's some some moving parts, and there's a new guy at quarterback, and we'll see if they can put it all together. Meanwhile, Pete Demolaitis, our producer, has put together roughly a 700 word essay on the origin of the term fugazi. 
I'll leave it at this. It's not Italian. No. It is Fugazi. It relates to the Italian (laughs) language. Unknown etymology, definitely not Italian. And Pete has suggested some possible origins, which are not really attracting much of my attention, so I will not bore any of you with them. But it is not Italian. It is not a real word. But it's like one of those words that you use it enough, and they find a spot for it. In the dictionary, like irregardless, which has now become a word because it's been used inaccurately for so long, it's become an official part of the lexicon. Holy crap. What what is that? Hey, that's well done. Well done. What the hell is that? That's fairly close. That's fairly close to what my mustache actually looked like. Oh, my gosh. There are sealed... There are sealed records somewhere of my horribly cheesy mustache. I, I did have hair on my philtrum, though. It wasn't completely separate with this giant gap. I, I am able to grow hair on the, the space right under my nose. Oh, so, my God. Uh, well, we, we can take that down anytime you, you would like. you shaved that off. Thank, you very, Thank you very much. It'd be hard to work with you if you looked like that every day. I'm sorry. <laughs> and and let, me tell you, let me tell you, now it, it's, it's, it's actually getting worse. Anytime I shave... If I miss a spot, I know it right away because I think I have some sort of a white patch, some some sort of potential cancerous lesion on my face. Oh, no, I just missed a spot shaving because every hair from here to here is white. I, I mean, it's Santa Claus territory. And I don't know when it happened because I don't grow it out. But there is no black. It's all white. I should grow it out just for fun. We had some viewers that asked you to do it during the break, right? I know I can't do it. Nobody wants I, to see I me. I challenged you. I know. Well, I, I challenged you. We go the five weeks without shaving, and we show up for the first day after the break without having shaved I since can't the day it. that that the the hiatus began. Yeah, not happening. Not ha- I, I can't even. I can't. Your before I get- and after picture would be the same. Oh uh, well, no, I can do it. My scruff just starts to look so ugly and crappy and doesn't fill in. And then you know it gets to that point where it gets itchy too. So I can only go so far before I go. Okay, I've had enough of this. I got to shave it. I, I couldn't have gone five weeks. No way. The the most I can go is four or five days because it really does become uncomfortably itchy. I don't know how anyone can have a beard, can have that presence constantly on your face because to me it gets hot, it's uncomfortable, it's itchy, and it's completely stark white at this point, 58 years into my life cycle, which hopefully will last long enough to see the aliens show up and eat you. But not me. <laughs> yeah, in Canton next you. week. That would make for riveting TV. As we're sitting in the library at the Sheraton Suites Hotel doing the show, if the aliens would storm in and start gnawing on your leg like it's a drumstick while I sit there and just like hand them a napkin and a bib, yeah. that would be pretty compelling to uh, Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, just you'd be you you're telling me you'd be just as concerned as when I fell off the stage at the Super Bowl. You just kind of look over me and take a no, drink of water no. and just, I'd be even <laughs> I'd 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 be even I'd be even less concerned because yeah. I'd be actively helping it. the aliens yeah, consume you. your body. Thanks a lot. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate yes. it. All right. Let's take a break. On that note, uh, Joe Burrow, did he hint yesterday at possibly taking a team-friendly deal with the Cincinnati Bengals? We'll find out when PFT Live continues right after this.